Hey, welcome to our fourth show. Hello, everyone. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. We had a little, a uh, little bit of good feedback from the NES one. Yeah, people seem to enjoy it. And we might lose some people on this one because this is divisive, <laughs> but it's also very um, beloved for those who who did love it. We are talking WWF. We teased it on the last show. And I'm going to start off by giving a disclaimer, Squeezer. I am not a current wrestling fan. Absolutely not. I, I try. And I have not been since the Attitude Era. Probably like, I haven't been since Vince bought WCW, probably in the early 2000s. All right. Well, I went through that. I went through the invasion and all that and watched my beloved ECW just be shat upon and mainstreamed and watered down. Right. Well, we debated too. We were gonna go golden era. We said golden era, and then we we're gonna go. Hey, let's also just attitude. Go through attitude. I, we kind of without even discussing it, kind of drew the line that golden era. Well, I, I realized throughout all mine, my formative years of wrestling were like 1990 through 1992, because that's where basically all mine land. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was what it meant the most to us. Yeah. And we still well, thought it was real. God still- damn it. You got to promise me though. We got to go back. We got to do strict. I know. It, we we're almost have to go the, back on all these. Topics. I know, but in, in in the timeline of things, Attitude Era was pretty late as far as like eh, what you look at as far as the rad years. <coughs> but uh, oh, that's what that meant. All right, next time. Oh, I'm a cough. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm getting over a spell of sickness. Um, that's but, why we had to delay this a few days. But everything that. Uh, uh, I was looking into as I just dug deep in the YouTube's, just getting lost. Oh yeah, me it took too. this took forever because yeah. I just two in the morning comes and I'm watching um, the you know top ten best Undertaker returns and right. shit you know, and I, I ended up watching like probably a good half do- do- dozen uh, <laughs> LOD ma- <laughs> LOD matches. Just <laughs> how about when what was it SummerSlam when they're at Wembley? And it, they had to come down um, on those bikes. And who, Rocco was the little puppet uh, with Paul Ellerling. And, and it was like a five-mile drive down, down the – it took – the superstar entrances took mm-hmm. forever, that, that show. But well, we're getting off topic. We are. All right. Uh, who's going to go first? I'll go first. Well, uh, okay. So let's roll your first. <laughs> out of time <laughs> talking about how we're trying to keep it clean but people know we're doing a podcast so yeah. that sounds like the undertaker yeah it sounds like the undertaker. The dead man the dead man the first time making an appearance at survivor series 1990 it's thanksgiving i mean that's what survivor series was when they had survivor series the matches. night before 
Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, oh, that, that was everything to me because I could actually stay up and watch it because most pay-per-views, my dad would have to record them on the beta deck <laughs> or VHS because it was on a Sunday night and there was school the next day. Survivor Series was always guaranteed day off next day. Mm-hmm. And my parents wanted us to sleep in so we wouldn't be up being assholes while they cooked dinner. So, like, stay up, watch Survivor Series. Yeah, there was something I love. The Survivor Series match is probably my favorite. And yeah. they kind of, again, this goes the team to... team match. It is a team match. And it, and it goes to, and the way the storylines can unfold and just more can happen in a Survivor Series match and is the opportunity to see everyone wrestle. And not just brawl, which we'll get into that later as well. But like lately, like it's almost like it's a burden that they have to deal with Survivor Series. Like they just put, do they still do the elimination matches? They do, but usually it's like their mid card guys or even lower that because they don't care about just the the fill a void. Like they were like no, no way would you have you know to debut the Undertaker type character in a Survivor Series match nowadays. And they had, like, your teams, like the Warriors and shit like that, you know. Hulkamaniacs. Yeah, Hulkamaniacs. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see your top guys doing now, this anymore. correct me if I'm wrong, but the format, this was, like, one of the last years this format existed. It went bye-bye and two years later. I think that the I, following year they had a championship match, and then the following year they had one elimination match, and then mm-hmm. it was gone completely. Yeah, they started just adding in individual matches. And then I think there was a time where they, I don't it was probably late in the thousands where I really didn't watch, but yeah, where I don't even think they had a Survivor Series match in the Survivor Series pay per view. But this one, this one was special because this one, the debut the of the Undertaker. Was in it this also match. the Gobbledygooker, or was that a? Was that Survivor Series? Yeah, the big egg that the turkey came out of. <laughs> he came back, I think. I didn't watch in a the, WrestleMania I didn't, Battle Royal. Yeah, like in yeah. the early I didn't watch the full uh, this full pay per view. Just this one particular match. Well, uh, and uh, he was and the Warriors won. He was debuted by Brother Love, right? Brother Love was the guy who brought everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Jimmy Hart and Bobby uh, Heenan. Yeah, the Heenan family. But um, yeah, watching Taker come out and then just dominate, and just the way they scripted the match perfectly too, because he just. He gets the he gets the Landis tombstone, and the people are like, "What the fuck was that?" He just dropped Coco Beware on his head. Right. He killed him. Yeah. There was a point in time um, where I didn't believe anyone could beat the Undertaker. Well, no, he's already dead. So yeah, how do you, right. Um, and w- watching him try to sell moves, uh, he went up to the top rope, and I'm like, "Oh wow, he's doing the top rope lariat already." No, it's just like an axe handle smash. I don't I don't think a big man ever. Outside, like Macho Man considered their body hitting the mat. It was no, I have to axe handle smash you, so I don't, you know. Right. Um, but then to get him out of the match, it's like, what do you, you can't, it was booked great because you can't have him dominate right off the bat. You don't want to, you don't want to blow it all right off the bat. You know, you, right. you kind of got to tease people. So then right. they had um, Dusty Rhodes you know, go after, uh, Was it a million dollar uh, man? Well, he bought Sapphire. Was that that one? Was that that pay per view? Was that a no, no. But uh, I'm well so researched. Then take Taker goes after Dusty Rhodes and he gets counted out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, after he after he pinned him, but uh, 
then the last of that match of Bret Hart versus Million Dollar Man it was a great wrestling match at the end of it. And then, uh, yeah, Million Dollar Man rolls him after, takes a crossbody and rolls him over and counters, which you don't see pins like that anymore either. Huh. Like, you have to land your finisher 30 times. There has to be a cheap shot. Like, oh, really? No one can, Back yeah. in the day, you land your finisher. Unless it's, there was a miracle, that was it. Yeah. It just it was like a leg from Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. He, Hulk Hogan sat down on you yes. in a harsh manner, right. and you were done for. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, just uh, one of my favorites, and I was always a huge Undertaker fan. But th- this debut, uh, pro- I would say still it's probably the best debut of all time. I mean, it is. Well, it's the, the most, that, it's the most lasting. It's I mean, the most the taker, lasting. He just came back again, right? And he's going to wrestle. Yeah, he always. Again. Uh, is he? Yeah, I guess he's back. Yeah, he's back. I saw, I mean, I, I still see the news on websites like Undertaker makes a stunning fucking return. I think they left the fucking out, but. <laughs> They shouldn't. It's the world I live in that they should leave it in. More fucking's good. Sure. My next? Yeah. All right, here we go. The waiting's just about all over. Here we are in WrestleMania weekend with WrestleMania 7 this Sunday. And the only way you can see it all happen is on a pay-per-view basis. Contact your local cable company right now. What a tremendous card that includes 14 of the greatest matches in World Wrestling Federation history. You know, earlier on we heard from Sergeant Slaughter and General Adnan as well as the immortal Hulk Hogan. That means the stage is set for the shootout this Sunday in L.A., between the World Wrestling Federation champion, American turncoat Sergeant Slaughter, and the challenger, the man that represents everything that is Americana, the immortal Hulk Hogan. This main event, truly something else. More on that later. Mean Gene Okerlund, bringing it to us. That was the WrestleMania 7 countdown show that used to air on about a half hour before pay-per-views, before like pay-per-view was covered time. Come down and let me... Let me paint you a picture of America, the United States of America, <laughs> in the spring of 1991. We're, I think, on the tail end of Operation Desert Storm. Oh, you mean the coolest war ever that we were <laughs> raised on? Was- the merchandise, the, <laughs> the trading cards. We had uh, everything came in Desert Storm camo. We had shorts. Uh, t-shirts with with drawings depicting uh, soldiers, Operation Desert Storm t-shirts, op, like like many t-shirts. We had toy machine guns that did that, you know, that fire action that were were branded as Operation Desert Storm that would never fly today. They sold us war. They sold us war. The, the military industrial complex was a division of that was like for kids. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And nothing sold this war to us more than Hulkamania and the Iraqi sympathizer, Sergeant Slaughter. And, oh. My favorite. Iraqi. <laughs> yeah, you we'll, would have we'll, liked we'll, him. We'll get into the, my, <laughs> down the road, my I guys, bought into Hulkamania, hook, line, and sinker. I was the biggest Hulk Hogan fan. He was my idol. And he, I, I thought this whole war hinged on Hulk Hogan <laughs> beating Sergeant Slaughter. And and that WrestleMania 7 was 
It was probably the formative pay-per-view. I, I got back into wrestling. I think I liked it as, a, as a, like a really small kid. But in March of 1991, I would have been uh, like nine years old. So, or actually, I was eight years old. So I was just getting back into it. And I, I got, I actually, the, the feud that got me back into it was right after I missed WrestleMania six uh, live on pay-per-view. But I got back into uh, Hogan Earthquake a feud that, that culminated in SummerSlam and then mm-hmm. Survivor Series where Tugboat was on the team. And that was, you know, at the time I was, I was, I was bought into Hogan. And then came the Royal Rumble where Slaughter won the belt from Warrior, all leading up to WrestleMania 7 for Hogan to get his fucking belt back, which he so rightly deserved. Uh, now, I watched, I rewatched this pay-per-view the other night, and fucking hell, it's ridiculous. It starts with Willie Nelson coming to the ring to sing America the Beautiful, not the national anthem. And Willie is deck. Willie looked like he just got spun through the merch table because he's wearing every piece of shitty WWF merchandise you can get. The Bret Hart sunglasses, the the foam kids championship belt, the Russ official WrestleMania Seven Hulk Hogan Stars and Stripes Forever T-shirt that I had, that I cherished. Uh, and then it takes you backstage. To well, first of all, Hulk, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes out because he was part of this get Hogan back into the America thing, and you know he comes out with that goofy, half retarded look on his face, and dressed as Uncle Sam, and he's gonna announce the first match. Throw it backstage. Uh, we get our guest hosts, which are none other than Regis Philman, the ex-wife of the current president-elect Donald Trump, who was Marla Maples, and Alex Trebek, who cracks a joke on Mean Gene. <laughs> This is this was wrestling in the '90s, and then there was some good matches and a little a little factoid I picked up. This was originally scheduled to be held at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, but WWF decided to move the event to the adjacent Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena. And the reason they uh, said the venue change was security concerns in the wake of Sergeant Slaughter's portrayal of an Iraqi sympathizer. But uh, the actual reason was the poor advanced ticket sales. Uh, I think they only uh, uh, were able to fill out of the 100,000 seats available in the other arena, 16,000. Yeah. So well, People hated Sergeant Slaughter. Though. Right. He had legitimate death threats. Yeah. Like They wanted him dead. Yeah. That's why they're quick to turn him. I mean, they waited till the match made in heaven, match made in hell. Mm-hmm. SummerSlam. Miss Elizabeth! Will you marry me? <laughs> but yeah, that's neither here nor there. What's your next? Oh, I I'm before we even oh we're get not to, you, well, you got I more mean, to it, say. It's, it's same. It's the same pay per view. Yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the card. I mean, Jake Roberts, Rick Martel in the blindfold match. Oh yeah, uh, that was just because the snake uses all its senses. Yeah. Uh, just when he grabs him, plants that DDT. Oh, it's, I'll get into was, Jake. Would, did Martel have arrogance at that point? Didn't he spray it in his eyes, and that's why he was yes. blinded? Yes. And that's what led yes. to it? Yeah. That's what led to it. Uh, I wanted one of those arrogance spray cans so bad. <laughs> My dad was like, no. <laughs> Nasty Boys won the tag team oh, titles. Oh, one of their uh, the WrestleMania debut. Yeah. They Built the from Allentown, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's where yeah. we're doing this podcast from. 
don't send us death threats. Yeah. And uh, my alma mater. Squeezer sympathized with Sergeant Slaughter. What? <laughs> my alma mater. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, Sags watched me backyard wrestle back in the day. Wow. I'm sure he thought it was absolute trash. Although... <laughs> this kid might need help. <laughs> their style was... Uh, I did Not like the Nasty Boys. Oh, they were great. They they were definitely ahead of their time. Yeah, I loved when they became faces. Uh, yeah, they were so. definitely ahead of their time. It was very much, uh, they would have fit well with the Attitude Era, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, and then uh, Big Boss Man beat Mr. Perfect. Okay, yeah. Boss uh, Man was a favorite. And um, LOD was on this card, too. I mean, this whole card was stacked. But for me... Uh, there's one one particular right. You were a Hogan guy. Yeah. There there there's Coke and Pepsi, right? Right. You were a Hogan guy. This is my guy. With the graduation song? <laughs> Commencement? Um, since uh, about a week now. Are we talking Macho King are, or Macho Man here? Well, Macho he King. He was Macho King at this time. Okay, because this, this was his retirement match. Oh, yeah. He fought the Ultimate Warrior. He wrestled the Ultimate Warrior in a retirement match. And Ultimate Warrior beat the piss out of him. And he went down. And... Uh, Probably literally because I heard Warrior was very brutal. <laughs> yeah. No one liked uh, wrestling him. No, he, he look he I mean, he looked stiff inside <sighs> and outside the ring. Yeah. But yeah. Uh my guy my guy goes amazing. down. My guy goes down. And then uh Queen Sherry wasn't happy with that. Oh yeah, she got in the she ring. She got right? in the ring and just started kicking the shit. At a macho man. And you're like, what are you? Like, macho man, just your hero. One of your heroes is just being shit on by the... And you never even liked her to begin with. And even though, he, like, you know, he was a heel. He, he did all this shit. And, like, you couldn't... You, you didn't want to like the guy. I loved the guy. I wound and up all, loving and, the guy, too. And all, and also from... A, like, even as a kid, I like I liked, I could see the wrestling in it. Like, there was the characters, but then, like, I liked watching Macho Man wrestle. I think that's why I wasn't such a big Hogan fan, because I'm like... Oh. Yeah, it doesn't mean shit to yeah, me. Yeah, this is... I just wanted him to big boot and leg uh, drop see, I'm like, I, and hulk up. When he hulked <laughs> up, I freaking came in my pants. I'm like... <laughs> that's, uh, that was a very... I've never developed an image in my head so quick. <laughs> well, it was true. <laughs> little gray sweatpants, a little dollop, just... Silver dollar. <laughs> Silver dollar. More but like then, quarter back then, and the whole time, well, before the match, yeah. as Macho Man's come in, the announcers are like, oh, holy shit, Elizabeth is in the crowd. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. And then, so, Sherry's kicking the shit out of Macho Man, and finally, like, Elizabeth had enough, comes in, grabs her by the hair, and throws her out of the ring. And then there's awkward standoff now. Macho Man gets up and, like, Elizabeth is trying to help him out. And he keeps elbowing her, like, because he thinks it's Sherry. Right. And then he turns around. It's Elizabeth. And you're like, oh, shit. And everyone's like, ah! 
and then finally like boom hug after the like the longest like stare down ever and elizabeth is kind of looking around like what do i do now and like like she hadn't been really in the spot like in the ring for some time at that point five right yeah that was an awkward yeah (laughs) you weren't sure i wasn't sure yeah i should have just said yeah yeah but then uh he gets him up her up on his shoulders and everyone's like he gets his big ovation his big send-off and even after a loss well doesn't elizabeth attack sherry first yeah yeah. yeah, she Sherry was kicking the shit out of Macho Man, and she threw her out of the ring. Yeah, she threw her out. Yeah. Sherry would later go on to record, uh, he's such a sexy boy. <laughs> it's a, it was, I believe it was a Billboard hit. I don't remember that. Boy, uh, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid theme song. Oh, yeah. Before he sang it himself. Oh, really? Yeah, Sherry. Re- I had no version. fucking... I'm learning shit today. Um, and a side note, when Sherry would... Dressing those thongs and whatnot with Shawn Michaels, I was very conflicted <laughs> sexually. Um, back to your stuff. It's funny how both of our WrestleMania memories uh, really didn't conclude and wrap up till SummerSlam that year. That's right. The match made in heaven, yeah. match made in hell, which I just impersonate. I'll do it again if you want. <laughs> Elizabeth, will you marry me? He said it so awkwardly. <laughs> I was concerned as a child that he said it weird. Do, do you think that's how he actually said it when they... In 1984? Yeah, when they really did. <laughs> I would assume so. I don't think he broke character. <laughs> is, is that character? Yeah. Is that... I, I just assume that was... He was on 24-7. Yeah, well, duh. But the consummate professional. Oh. As far as in-ring and planning and preparation, like his match with uh, Ricky Steamboat, holy shit, just... Perfect. Like he was just—he was one of my favorites to watch. As far as, I mean, at that time, I—I I think he's up there as one of the best. Uh, I don't—I don't want to say technical because then everyone's like, "Oh, it's Bret Hart," but no, like entertaining in the ring with his wrestling ability, not just the charisma, which he did have. Oh yeah, he could cut a promo. Oh, he's like crazy. The You'd best. watch it. You're like, what? Did I just watch. And that's the other thing. I don't. You don't. You don't see shoots like that anymore. No. I What's just, a shoot? Uh, when the hip, shoot from the hip. Uh, yeah. Like, right. It's kind of like a scripted promo, but it's also real. And like, you know, if you got a beef with someone backstage, you'll take a real shot with them on air. And uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. You can keep talking. <laughs> you don't need to completely stop. You don't need <laughs> to completely gonna, stop. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, Ryan needs tissues. You're like a kitty cat. I, I'm move, easily you, distracted. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's he doing? Are we done? Just are, are we done with this this topic? I have no fucking Let's move on. We need to be more consistent. This is what happens when we go too many days. I need to now, get like cards like Billichek has and hold them up. I need the cough squeezer. I need to get a fucking tissue. <laughs> All right, I need to roll my next card, so open it up. <laughs> There's a, a couple of people 
Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper and Macho Man Randy Savage, who seem to just have a natural career for being in commercials to both people who acted. I'm pretty sure Macho Man's the reason that I look the way I do. (laughs) Slim Jim. Yeah. Yeah, Macho Man uh, was always in commercials, even... And then he was in Spider-Man, but then Hot Rod would have a career, and they live, and uh, came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. You, I'm you're all you're out saying of Macho Man's role in Spider-Man? You you brought that up, but you didn't mention uh, Suburban Commando. Oh, the Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Wasn't Undertaker in that too? Uh, yeah, he played the bad guy. Was yeah, he? yeah, yeah. It's been so long I'll have to go back and do a whole whole podcast just Hulk Hogan movies. <laughs> I'll do it. Or his TV show, Thunder in Paradise. We got to talk that. But but going back, real quick though, Macho we're, Man's role really in Spider-Man oh, yeah. Yeah, was inspired by his first uh, stint wrestling. Oh, yeah? yeah the Bone was, Crusher? Yeah, Bone Crusher. That was like uh, kind of like his gimmick when he first started. Huh. Well, he, he played it like Macho or, Man. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Hot Rod and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's a maniac. But uh, anyway, th- that commercial was for the WWF uh, Hasbro action figures, which were my favorite and still are. Uh, they were re- released in 1990. Again, we're seeing where our formative years were here. And there's 11 series. There was a, they fucking released one for everybody. Everybody had one of these. And they, they, they looked awesome. They really weren't very action-packed. They had one each had, yeah, like each had one, one move. move, which they had like five that they would circulate through all of them. But they were the coolest things ever. I remember the first one I got, my dad bought me from Toys R Us. It was Big Boss Man from the series one. Mm-hmm. He had the nightstick. And then I got the million dollar man who had the million dollar belt. And then uh, obviously Hogan. And then series two, Honky Tonk Man. Well, series one, I had Jake the Snake who I had Lucifer the Snake with him. And then Honky Tonk Man had the, Damien. Oh, Damien. That's right, Damien. Yeah, my, he had Close he enough. had one Lucifer too, didn't he? A bigger he, one. He had a he had a couple. There yeah. were, and then he also had the the Cobra. Yeah, that, that he'd uh, be smacking constantly during promos mm-hmm. and bit Macho Man. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. When he tied was, up in the ropes, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, these were just awesome. And the, the coolest thing I saw last year at San Diego Comic Con, I guess Mattel uh, this spring is releasing a retro line of current and past superstars in the Hasbro um, style. Exclusive to Walmart, unfortunately. I don't know why, so I'm gonna have to step into Walmart, which you know I hate, but or find someone to buy them for me. Um, but yeah, that's I don't know. Did you collect these guys? I had a couple of them. Um, I, uh, my friend up the street, uh, his mom babysat us after school, and he had, uh, I mean, he had all of them. I had, I had a couple. Like I had Big Boss Man. Um, I think I had a. Uh, I think I had a Superfly one. I had the Superfly. Was he the one where you would push, push him, him down, down and, and, dr- and he would and jump? His arms were up, yeah. yeah, and then he would bury the body down in the creek. <laughs> in Allentown, Pennsylvania. In Allentown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, th- this where, where he's th- currently imprisoned. Well, and in trying a, to wait, await trial. Yeah, just sitting there, just, yeah. uh, in his, wheel, in his wheelchair. Just, yeah. is he is he delusional? Yeah, that's the that's the debate. Or uh, no one knows. So yeah, that's. I mean, I don't have much to say except if you had them, they're awesome. I, also, my my friend had he had the ring too. I had the ring because it came oh, with the championship it. belt. I didn't have many toys, mm-hmm. but my parents knew that I love re- wrestling and WWF. So I had these Hasbro guys, and I had, um, and they would just like they're still collectible. And just an, a little announcement if you're listening, 
we're going to do a second Rad Years giveaway, and it will include a mystery carded WWF Hasbro action figure. So it's going to be a big guy. So stay tuned on our Rad Years Instagram for that. Ooh, can I uh, enter? Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll have to check the rules. I don't, I don't know where. I have them written down somewhere. The, uh, I believe in Koran somewhere. The Jake the Snake with the Python punch, was that the one, like, his arm you was spring straight, it back and, then and then you go... could point it straight out and then pull it back, like, it, like the, basically it would dislocate his shoulder a good foot behind him? Right. Okay. It wasn't, and then... unfortunately for Jake the Snake, the Virgil action figure had the same move, <laughs> which I was well, given for well, Easter. Well, they all kind of had, like, the... There was five moves, and yeah. they circulated between... The Gorilla Press Slam. Yeah, that was a Hogan series uh, one. The, Big the... Boss Man was, like, an it was, uppercut, his, right? No, his right. arm was, like, articulated, uh... So that it bend at the elbow, okay. and his his torso would twist back, so that it'd go like this. He also uh, he had two there, series. There was okay. The yeah. one I had was like it was like an uppercut. The swing, oh, swing like his Dusty arm Rhodes back. Had that and, one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, those are the WWF Hasbro action figures. They also and they, made him a lot fatter than he was in real life. The big. Well, boss he used to one. be. He lost. He, he then slimmed down because he was part of the Twin Towers with the Keen mm-hmm. when he wore the Confederate flag on his. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but, but that that that's what f- sent me in deep as far as like the attitude era stuff. Like I was looking at watching Big Boss Man stuff, and then you know it loads on the other side of the page from like you know his match with like Ken Shamrock and Mark Merrow when he redebuted and stuff. And uh, that I loved that Big Boss Man too. All like that's the that was when he wore the black when like, he, yeah uh, the military SWAT stuff, SWAT stuff yeah. yeah. And that's when he was with the corporation. He was Mr. McMahon's enforcer. Now there was another. We talk Jake the Snake. We talk. Macho Man, we talk Hulk Hogan, we talk Big Boss Man. They just didn't have Hasbro action figures. They also had another toy, which was hugely popular, and we all had. Hey, will you please see what those boys are up to? Introducing WWF Wrestling Buddies. Wrestling Buddies from Tonka. Tonka, bop them. Wrestling Buddies are looking for action. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Nothing, Dad. Oh, Who do you think you are? Wrestling buddies want to be your buddy. Henry, what's going on up there? Nothing, dear. WWF Wrestling Buddies, new from Tonka. Eat sold separately. Wow. Who'd you have? Of course. <laughs> I had Hogan. Dumb question. Yeah, I had Hogan. I had Macho King. Oh. Um... I had a knockoff Incredible Hulk one that was like on a KB liquidation set. You know how KB would buy all the toys no one wanted mm-hmm. and liquidate them, sell them cheap. So my mom bought me the Incredible Hulk that was in the same exact style. So he was also mixed into our matches. I wanted them all. <laughs> Your matches. <laughs> I wanted them all, but my mom wouldn't buy them all for me. So your wrestling buddies wrestled each other, or you well, got no. in there, you tag teamed. Well, yeah, my sister three way dance to fucking wrestle too. So. Mm. She had the she her and I were a team and or Hulk Hogan and I were a team. And she'd wrestle Hogan and I'd wrestle Macho or Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I had a uh, mine was Big Boss Man, of course. Uh, and then uh, yeah, they had the, that commercial and then the uh, series two commercial with the cop. And, like, there was a disturbance in the house, and then the cop had to come in. And Series 2 with Jake the Snake and Legion of Doom? Yeah. Uh, was Legion of Doom yeah, second Legion, series? Yeah. yeah, they made Legion. I don't know if uh, they're second series. I know they made Legion of Doom. Yeah. But, they made um, Million Dollar Man, the Green Tux. He might have been I, Series 1. But I just remember the... Uh, they didn't age well. 
No. They well, fa- they, 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 they took it a depends. beating. They, well, they took a beating. They my faded. mom would constantly wash and restuff mine. Really? Well, my mom was like really good with that. She would, she'd make like stuffed shit for craft and stuff. Mm-hmm. She was a good sewer. and stuff. So yeah, my mom, she's a good mom. She'd uh-huh. constantly unstuff, wash, wash the bag, and then restuff them for me. Nice. Yeah, I, I, they were a little, I mean, they were fun, but it's like you can't, how do you wrestle the, something that's that small? So eventually it became like, you know, like a big body pillow or like. Yeah, I carried bun- my Hogan everywhere. Bunch up it your, was like my. That was your little. My doll. That was your, your Linus my, yeah, blanket. My blanket, yeah. <laughs> my Hogan. Um, but yeah, they, they were fun. And they, I always wanted that ring bed that they had in the commercial. I was like, Mom, why the f- where the fuck is this for sale at? <laughs> she just made your own ring bed. I tried. I wasn't. I wasn't as crafty just- <laughs> as you. I would ball up like like tube up some sheets and try and do it. And I would make my own chairs. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Now they would. Uh, wrestling buddies would would never really. Um, wrestling buddies would never really get done again by WWF. They did release. Uh, I worked at KB Toy Store in the late 90s, 98, 99, and they released Bone Crunching Buddies, which weren't as big mm-hmm. and had plastic heads. And, like, they, they had these weird, like, joints in them that when you move their arm, it sounded like their bone was crunching. I remember they made a Macho Man, but an NWO one. No, that was w- so WCW, WCW then released, w- and they had, they had like, fight those? noises. So if you, like, dropped them, they made noises. Yeah. So it was Diamond Dallas Page, Hogan, Macho. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Pillman, there was a bunch of those, and they they were pretty popular, but they weren't at they're were kind of the same style. Basically, but, WCW. Oh, that's right. They were musclier. They they weren't more like they were more like a doll. The way they were stitched. Yeah, but they were kind of exactly the same. What yeah. WCW seemed to do from uh, the LJN replica toys when Hogan joined, mm-hmm. like the big rubber ones, to then they had yeah. ones that looked just like the Hasbro kind of made by San Francisco Toy Company. Like they just were like. Five years behind the WWF as, as far as toys were coming, so they eventually released their buddies, and um, and it worked for them. And they they went to the blue uniforms. They just tried to copy WWF. They became once all they signed all those guys. They became WWF in the '90s, in the early '90s, and the mid '90s. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, is it time for me again? Yeah, let's get off of this before we get even weirder. Weirder. All right. Me waste the Macho Man with the claims WrestleMania for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Electra, an elbow smash, a body slam. WWF WrestleMania from a claim. Oh yeah, I want a rematch. Let me take you back <laughs> to Christmas 1990. Uh, this game was released in '89 before WrestleMania 5 um, to coincide with it. But I didn't get it till Christmas of 1990. And I remember getting it at my Uncle Mike's house. And I had older cousins. So they had like a Nintendo that they didn't play anymore in the basement. I got this game. I don't think I opened up any more presents. I just ran to the basement. Started pulling out this Nintendo. And my cousin came down and helped me hook it up. I just wanted to play wrestling on the video game. And it was tough. The controls were a little weird. But it was really ahead of its time for a wrestling game. Uh, They had six wrestlers. It was Hogan. Andre the Giant, Macho Man, Million Dollar Man, Bam Bam Bigelow, who I was like, who the fuck's this guy? He was fucking brutal. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't in the WWF at the time, so he was like Really? Who was this guy? And Honky Tonk Man. And 
like you realize Andre the Giant's like all powerful uh, and like a good guy to be. Like you be Andre the Giant, you might win the match. But then you realize Hogan is the only guy who could body slam Andre the Giant. And then you quickly like, like yeah, Chris, you can be Andre the Giant, my brother. And then like, oh, I'm body slamming you. Boom. <laughs> and those controls, you didn't really know him. So you just would mash buttons until I, something happened. To this day, I fired, yeah, I fired it up lately. I'm like, I, I, at one point, I was Macho Man, went off the top rope. Yeah, how do you I'm get like, up there? How the fuck did I do that? Right. Same thing. I body slam. I was Macho Man versus a, a million dollar man, and I body slammed him. I had no idea how I did that either. He would just throw his elbows. And this I, had the music. Oh, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was awesome. great. Yeah. And if I remember, did it like ebb and flow depending on who was winning? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you if you were winning the match, it was your guy's music would play uh, in the background. And it, yeah, and and so here's a story of how bad I am at video games. So I couldn't beat like the actual computer mode to win the belt. Mm-hmm. So I'd set up a, a, by, when I was by myself. <laughs> I'd set up uh, a a a tournament, a two player tournament where you guys would you fight like six. You're supposed to be with like six of your other friends, and one wrestler well, you'd wrestle and you wrestle the six other guys until you'd beat them, and I, I would like, you know, beat the nobody playing me, so I would get the belt, and then I'd call my mom like, "Mom, look, I won the belt on NES." And I mean, I'm sure she was like, "You fucking cheater." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was like the game, and uh, I think I found the soundtrack. If you want to just pump, pump that mm-hmm. up, yeah, that's how it started. Mm-hmm. I should have pulled this, yeah, and it, and it, it tagged it bigger, better, better, like the WrestleMania three. Oh yeah, this is this is what it was. Yeah. The, uh, the soundtrack was awesome. This and, and the characters pretty much looked as much as they could. As uh, do you know who developed this game? Acclaim. No, Acclaim published it. Hmm. Rare developed it. Was it really rare? It was rare. Who went would go on to make some of the most stunning games? Uh, they've uh, Donkey Kong Country, and then Banjo Kazooie. I'm still a fan of Country. Goldeneye. Ba- Goldeneye, but I'm still a Conquer guy. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is probably one of my favorite games to yeah. this day still. And then, uh, they're owned by Microsoft now. They do... Mm-hmm. What's that game they do that's pretty big on their, their point? Oh, you're asking me something current. <laughs> yeah. Halo! Uh, right? No. No, it's... Uh, Bungie. Yeah, it's Halo. Shows how much eh, fuck it. But uh, Acclaim... Uh, Acclaim had the contract for uh, WF for a while. For 10 years, yeah. For, yeah, they went all through the PlayStation, um, and they... Uh, Do you remember was, the Royal Rumble game? I didn't I didn't play the Royal Rumble game. Well, I, I had Super Nintendo, and my neighbor down the street had Genesis, and I had it, and Hogan wasn't on the Super Nintendo one. He was on the Genesis one. I was so pissed about that. Wow, so this... They had different rosters, this, yeah. This console wars go back... All the way then. Wow, that's bullshit. Yeah. Wow. Can, oh, the the fucking inner the rage <laughs> that you would see on the internet now. If, Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. If it was like if Xbox had Hogan and uh, PlayStation didn't. I mean, like a Mortal Kombat game comes out for like you know both Xbox and PlayStation, and like the extra downloadable character is some bullshit. You know, third party horror movie guy that no one really gives a fuck about. Because let Sony has the rights to it. 
right. and people on next box just lose their shit of course that. but um but they had uh i don't it wasn't until i think thq got the contract that i thought yeah, they, th- they thq had the it. wcw contract mm-hmm. and they released that awesome 64 game yeah. wcw versus nwo which mm-hmm. was amazing yeah. and then uh with wrestlemania i think x8 or something wrestlemania 10 the video game maybe perhaps uh, i'm trying no to it was x8 they they got the con- or something they got the contract 18? Hmm. it was I, I was working at kb at the time okay. so i was following this. i just they did no mercy which yeah. I, I i think i don't think we've done a podcast yet where i don't bring up went no mercy. on to do the ecw game first ever ecw well the those were um so they made wf warzone right then they made wwf attitude was it Attitude? I think it was Attitude. I think that was we the name of it. We could look this up. We could look it up, but why? Why? Um, but then all they did was reskin that game for the ECW. Oh, that's game. what it was? So the same engine, reskin, everything. And it was, uh, ironically, they, they I'm not, I don't know if ironically is the right word. People just throw it out there because it's a catch-all and it's a transition. I'll let it pass. Yeah, thanks. Um, they actually did motion capture for it, for those no games. Cap. Yeah. Um, they used so they mo capped WWF guys and yeah, reskinned well, them for they ECW. Got, they, they got well, no, for that game, and then they just reused it for ECW. That's, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, well, they did the mo cap for the WWF game. Right. So the ECW guys would do WWF mo cap. Yeah, <laughs> that's well, awesome. It was. I gotta go back um, and look at this. Yeah, oh, the games were so like it was at a time when they were trying to make games look good. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily have to be good. Like the controls were iffy and spotty. And the problem is when you do motion capture. Like you get to a position, you enter the combo, and then the computer has to put you in the position to do the move. It's basically like you're watching a little movie. Yeah, right. You're not actually doing it. Um, But they used McFoley to do the mocap. He doesn't necessarily fit the mold of your average wrestler. So. Everything was very like stiff and awkward. Oh, so McFoley did athletic. all of it. He did all the mocap for every wrestler. They mocapped oh, him weird. and then used him for all the wrestlers. Huh. So not too agile. Well, he is yeah. for a big guy, but but still, he's not. Yeah. The, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that leads us to your next one, right? Oh yeah. Oh wait, wait. We're not done yet. Oh, we're not. Yeah. Done. I I told you before we started. Oh, what do you got? Yeah. So. I had this in my collection. Oh, there you are. Wow. Is this an any copy of? WrestleMania, and look, they, they the pictures from Superstars of Wrestling, which was just canceled uh, to make way for some new cruiserweight show. No shit. After how many years? I guess it still lived on the WWF network or E network. Yeah, they just canceled. That's crazy. So, what, are, are, is this a donation that, for that, the giveaway? That is, you you do what you see fit with it. I do not own an NES console. My yes. brother has both of ours. <laughs> Get it back. Well, I just I'm playing emulators. All right. Well, get it back, play it, and then and then we'll give it away. Then we'll give it but away. But I actually I played it this morning, so it works. Okay. So I mean, this... I think it works because I couldn't do any fucking moves, but I'm pretty sure that was on me. This is gonna this isn't gonna be like the last giveaway. We're gonna make this go like two weeks. You're gonna have to send us your arm of your firstborn child, because we're giving away a Hasbro action figure. We're giving away an NES cart of WrestleMania the arcade game. This is gonna be a huge, and I got I got more surprises that you'll have to follow our Instagram for. But so now we're moving on, and I'm excited for this next one.
what's that? So we didn't get pay-per-views that often. In fact, in my house, it was almost like a we pay for cable. We're not going to pay more for three hours, four hours worth of TV. That gets recapped um, on the free shows yeah. all weekend. Um, so occasionally, and I would go to a friend's house um, for these. It wasn't until the first pay-per-view I personally ordered, I think, was Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis. A bunch, <laughs> bunch of friends, we pooled our money and got that fight. I don't but, think I ever ordered a pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, now I do it like you know, every other month or something like no, that. Just, yeah, but it got to cut back on those. I watch all but, the pay-per-views because... Yeah, I know. I used to, but then I moved out of the area. So I, but yeah, back in, when you were growing up, you got to see them all. Yes. Me, I would go to the friend's house, and then they would have the pre-show. Right. And then there was that downtime when you would wait, and you would sit there, and that was you would just listen to that music as you're sitting there because you had ordered it. Right. Now you're just waiting for it to start, and they would just wait for people to come in. And for me, the pay-per-view that you ordered, WrestleMania was huge. Sure. Survivor Series, those matches were awesome. Yes. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. It existed. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like the... I mean, the big four... It was the last treat before school started. Yeah. For me, it wasn't... It didn't... It wasn't... If I missed SummerSlam, it wasn't huge. Yeah. For me, it was Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. That was a big the Royal Rumbles meant everything. Even even if the guy that won the Rumble went on and didn't win at WrestleMania, yeah. it didn't matter because he won the Royal Rumble to me. That like Those matches meant so much. And again, just like, um, <coughs> just like now with Survivor Series, it's not the same anymore. Right. Do they still do the Royal Rumble? They still do it. I mean, well, yeah, they still do it's it. It's still the 30-man, two-minute. They did a 40-man a couple of years ago, and it was a disaster because it was just too, many too much. Um, and the, there was no story. Like, it was, like, basically cut in half story-wise. And lately, the well, the, if you paid attention to the last one, it was a disaster. People were fucking pissed. Why? Um I guess uh, Roman Reigns won, which people don't like him, I guess. He's a Samoan, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, another cousin of The Rock and mm. Afa and Probably all those guys. Probably came from this area. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. People don't like him. I guess they pushed him. And I, I think what really ruined... Do people like anyone WWF no. pushes face anymore? No. no. No, they don't like anyone. And it's like... Because like Goldberg's ba- another one of those that they try and they just gets booed, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it, I, I think it's the I think it has everything to do with the internet. I don't yeah. want to sound like an old guy, you know. But it, it's every even the kids now. Everyone's a smart, you know. What's a smart? Uh, marks are people that like buy into it. So like, like how they, was they're with Hogan? All, yeah, like they're all in, but yeah. usually like you know grown adults. Um, smarks are ones that like they're all in, but they understand they they know what wrestling is and they follow it like the behind the scenes drama. Uh, so like they're the opposite of what we were as kids. Yeah, well, when we were kids, that didn't exist. There was no internet. Yeah, there was know. no, you know, I mean. You um, read you would, WWF the magazine, which made you more of a mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was, that was, it was, it was real to me, damn it. It was <laughs> so still real to me, me damn it. Um, but these pay-per-views, the WrestleMania or the Royal Rumbles, I would get so excited for because you got to see everyone. Yeah. And that's the other big thing now. Like, they have their, you know, the title matches and stuff at WrestleMania, at, Jesus Christ, Royal Rumbles. And so a lot of your big stars and a lot of people you don't like that you like don't even make, you know, the cut. Huh. Um, so, and back then, I mean, you had every, when 
Hogan and Taker met face to face. Oh boy! Oh, it was f- the place went fucking crazy. Isn't that what caused the Tuesday night in Texas, or was that Survivor Series Tuesday? Uh, this Tuesday in Texas. We'll go back to that. Well, what was your favorite Royal Rumble? Uh, are we, well, we'd have to go. We'd have to leave. Uh, Golden there. We got to go. Hmm. I stumped you. Put me on the spot. Damn it. Listen, since we're getting low on time, it's, figure it out. Let me know. Well, we'll no, post it on our Instagram. It'll go. It'll. We'll do it in the next show when we talk Attitude Era. Because oh, it's probably it. like my top three are from that time. Okay. Uh, well, let's move on then. Is that all you have to say about Royal Rumble? Yeah, we got to get moving. We should get moving. My next one is. Now I couldn't, I couldn't find anything to promote you the five series comic book of Battlemania, so I just threw the WrestleMania theme in there. Do you know how much we're, I, I, the same thing with the Royal Rumble? Like I was trying to find something, right. so I'm like, oh, just use this generic shit. So when I was this little sick boy, like I am now, and as a kid, my mommy used to put together tiny little care packages of junk for me. Instead <laughs> of spitting. Um. One of them, uh, one year, included an omnibus version of the Battlemania WWF comic books with the Undertaker storyline. And I, I loved comic books at the time. And when I realized wrestling was in comic books and this one was drawn by Steve Ditko, I was like, what the hell is this? This is, of course, it's drawn by Steve Ditko. He's the best and wrestling's the best. And I was obsessed with these storylines. I had all the valiant books and then i would collect the comic the battle mania comic books but uh yeah it lasted five issues it was re- released bi-monthly uh but half the stories were drawn by steve ditko who co-created spider-man created by himself a sorcerer supreme that just ruled the box office named dr strange but he was a big fan of uh uh and ran how is that how you say it and ran and ran and he hated hippies and was a cra- was a crazy person. And he start it started coming out and like Peter Parker like scoffing at protesters in the comic books. <laughs> and uh, then he started like refusing to work with Stan Lee. I don't know if you know this, but um, Jonah Jameson is a very like insulting portrayal of Stan Lee that Steve Ditko came up with. That's why it kind of looks like him, mm. the mustache and everything, back in the day. Yeah, J. Jonah. Oh, now Jim. that I look yeah, at that, no yeah. shit. So Steve Ditko, yeah, he like hated him and uh, refused. He demanded more money and eventually, like, was a recluse. He was like the Salinger of comic books. Hmm. Re- wound up writing, wound up drawing WWF Battlemania comic <laughs> books in the early '90s. But I, I love these. These are great. I'll post some pictures on our Instagram. Did, of them. You, so you had all five, all of them? I did. And I even had the the book, the omnibus that just had the WWF. They weren't called Battlemania. But they were like more, there was a soft shell, but they're a harder cardboard, kind of like a prestige format book. But yeah, I, I had them. I loved them. I think I had the Undertaker one. Okay, that you might have the book. That's what I, that's, they, they hocked at the kids. Hmm. And then there, there, was, there was also an Undertaker issue. He fought Boss Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was the issue. Yeah. That had, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, he fought Boss Man. And then uh, there's also with the. Nasty Boys. Uh, I think it was. Roddy Piper. Yeah, probably. There was like three or four stories yeah. per book. And they had a, they always had a much beloved 
WWF merchandise catalog in the middle of them. <laughs> of course. The Hawking, the Ultimate Warrior, and Hulk Hogan teddy bears. And plastic chair sets. Man, they were really... Sit on the Hogan's merchandising lap. was just... just out of control. I, I, I think it, it puts whatever they do now to shame. Oh, he's for sure. Time. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say about Battlemania. And uh, now let's... Now here's where we all turn on Squeezer. This sounds like I'm about to get in the ring with a bad guy. Ah, I loved. I, to me, like I, I get the Hulkamania thing. I, but I loved watching the bad guys. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all for you. I thought they were just. I, I thought everyone, story-wise, gimmick-wise, they were so much more interesting than and any face that would come to save the day. Yeah. Sure. I didn't. I, I mean, I don't know. That's a Hulkamaniac squeezer. I said my parents took my that's vitamins. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, I was big boss man. Shit, I even liked the Mountie when he fought oh, the big boss man. When he locked boss man in the, in the jail and just zapped him with his caliprod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, oh. I remember watching that because they taped it. Watching that at my friend's house who was babysitting, like after school. They would tape it and then I would watch it over again. Like, oh. Um, did Jake? you like nails? Ah, <laughs> uh, nails. Another long list of but, people yeah, in the just... corrections that they <laughs> brought to fight boss man. Uh, it's like who was your favorite? Uh, we're talking. That was Jake the Snake's intro. Was I would he... I would put Jake the Snake up there. Uh, he was really cerebral. Yeah, I th- and again, it goes back to liking his wrestling style too. Like for me, there was a, a beauty in like something as simple as the DDT just. It was perfect. Now it's just so commonplace. Right. And like for me, like finishers now, they have, everything has to be like twirling and spinning over the top. You got to flip and then, you know, it's this over choreographed thing. Right. Back then it was just simple. Get him in a headlock and drop him on his skull. <laughs> Did uh, you like the Million Dollar Man? Oh, I loved him. So you missed that. We were at RetroCon this past uh, fall and uh, I sat in on our Million Dollar Man panel. And uh, he he talked much about like he taught he praised Jake Roberts' style and he's like wrestling with him was was always we always had great top of the line matches Roddy Piper he the, he was asked what was the worst ever and he said Virgil he's like <laughs> he goes don't let it ever be said that Million Dollar Man can't carry a match with a broomstick because I did with Virgil he goes Roddy Piper on uh, outside of the ring and I carried that match and made made sure it wasn't that bad but well we did see Virgil. Sitting alone, didn't we? Yeah, at we the did. last, uh, I think New York Comic Con was it? Or no, that, that was no, I was at Retro. It was two years at Retro, two years ago. No, it was just this, was it just this fall? Yeah, remember, I dressed my daughter up as a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, but Virgil wasn't there, million dollar man. Sure? Yeah, we saw Virgil somewhere. No, Prob- everything oh, we saw Virgil at New Jersey Toy Con. That's where he was. Yeah, he's yeah. sitting by himself there. Yeah. And everyone's walking up to Hacksaw, talking to Hacksaw, and he's chit-chatting, taking photos, and yeah. selling little blocks of 2 by 4 with his name on it for $20. Yeah. And Virgil's just sitting there all... I got stuff. All so sad. And trying, trying to hawk his stuff and yeah. trick you. Basically, it's like, hey, I'm a musician. I'll sign the CD for you for 5 bucks, And it's just a blank CD. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what he's trying to pull there. 
Um, so, I mean, what are your other top heels so we can move on a little bit before these people get so bored with us? <laughs> oh, well, I did like Macho Man, too, when he was, you know, Macho, when King. You see Macho King. Um, and he turned on the Mega Powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, dang. Best heel ever in a WWF. Oh, uh, and the Nasty Boys, when they were heels, were good, too. yeah. Oh, and of course, Sergeant Slaughter. Um, we talked right, about it earlier. Yeah. I just drew a complete blank. Yeah. And then uh, Iron Sheik, too. Yeah. He's just... He's still one of my favorite people to follow on uh, Twitter. But yeah, and then, yeah, I, I was even a big Boss Man fan, like I said, up through the Attitude Era. And then even in the Attitude Era, well, it's a thing. Like, all those bad guys, like, it was such a gray area. Even the good guys were bad guys, too. Yeah, right. You know? It all changed and, in the Attitude Era. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, you had the little offshoots and, like, the brood, you know, like... Gangrel and well, what Edge about the Christian race wars where like the nation of oh, domination, nation of domination. Fought the, the um, Spanish group, which was I forget the Spanish group. I'm trying to, mm. we don't have to worry about that now. No, we'll still the whole I'm to... that's we that's a whole other show, the whole other show. Um, which like I said, we're getting lost in it just as I got lost in it, it just uh, all night long. Let's get lost in something else. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you somewhere here. This is a little, a little bit of uh nostalgia here let me show you this right here everybody oh, once again look at this gene okra look at this everyone Woo! you know what this means it means randy savage elizabeth was mine before she was yours Woo! yes one more time randy it means elizabeth was mine big man before she was yours and yes if you're thinking to yourself how am i gonna follow that act you can't <laughs> uh first of all the social justice warriors would have been all over this promo oh, calling shit. her damaged goods <laughs> but okay so let me take you back <laughs> paint a picture paint a picture every month we get this wonderful piece of I don't know, goodness, and either in the grocery store or at, in the mail. I, I had to buy mine at Wise Grocery Stores. But uh, this one month was teased pictures of Ric Flair and Miss Elizabeth together in compromising situations. Like, Are you Like petting a horse? Petting a horse and <laughs> kneeling by a pool with R and E uh, embroidered hand tiles. I was too stupid to realize R could have been Randy back in the day. <laughs> I was like, no, I was so distraught by this. Um, and it was great. It really, it really, the mag, everyone, that was a must have issue. Mm-hmm. It sold magazines. Uh, and it was like photos. Sh- I, I was enamored by how they did it. Like I was just, I kept asking my mom, like, how'd they do that? And she was like, I don't fucking know. But yeah, it later turned out that it was all Photoshop. Those pictures were actually, Savage and Elizabeth petting horses and kneeling by the pool or <laughs> uh, eating fruit in their, in their dining room. But Rick Rick Flair came in to WWF as a world one. He brought in his own belt, the big gold. And we were like, what the fuck is that? That's WCW's belt. That can't be here. Um, and then he, he won the Royal Rumble and he won the WWF title. And then he fought Macho for the WWF title. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I don't know. He Flair was, 
player was something. He didn't last long. He went right back to WCW. But but his impact. His was impact just, was huge. Yeah. Like I said, those those promos, the, those are the I could just watch that all day. Yeah, player cut promos with oh. with Mister Perfect doing his obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> laugh in the background, and then they'd cut back from that promo to the round table of McMahon, Bobby Heenan, Perfect, Hillbilly uh. Jim, and uh, Hacksaw for primetime wrestling, and they'd be commenting on <laughs> America. Like, well, that doesn't look like it could be real. <laughs> it was just is good. The good old days. I, I love the the extent of the promotion. How they, they at that point they had reached out, you know, putting the magazine out there. It was public, like the equivalent of Entertainment Tonight, or who, they would pick that stuff up and ran with it. Right. Yeah, and it was on Entertainment Tonight. Is Entertainment Tonight still? A, I think it's still been happened. around that long. Yeah. They, it got picked up on Entertainment Tonight. That story. Jesus. Um, it was it, uh, Entertainment Tonight's been around that long because we aired an Entertainment Tonight clip on our '89 Batman show. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Oh. So Entertainment Tonight's been around forever. It, it produced Billy Bush, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was a great it was a great promo, and you had to go get a few issues later when they published the actual pictures of Savage and Miss Elizabeth, and you're like, oh fuck, thank God. <laughs> it was all a bad nightmare, but that's yeah, that's all. That's all I gotta say about WWF Golden Air for now. <laughs> I love this song. What about you? Excuse me. What's oh, your yeah. final word? Uh, it's just like I said. It... What did I say? <laughs> How about good night? <laughs> good night. Let's and just... follow us on the Rod, Rad Years on Instagram and email us at oh. rad.years at gmail.com and tell us how much you love our our the plot holes we get into. <laughs> not, not after this one. <laughs> this one. We're sorry about this one. Uh, yeah, it was uh, just it was so distracting. It was. It was I, so I don't know what our next one is. Uh, mm-hmm. Next one, we're going back to Kenner. Oh, Kenner our favorite toy Kenner toy lines. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Can, can I call dibs already? Let's keep it. A, let's keep it a surprise. We'll call dibs off air. Oh, okay. But who knows what top weird Kenner ten Kenner toy lines we're gonna discuss on the next episode of the Radios podcast. And for the Radios, I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. And good night, everybody. <laughs>